What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to the Laptop Chronicles, a look at life and porn. I'm your host, Al, and thank you for tuning in. So this is episode 2.1, and I have to call it 2.1 because I originally uh, recorded an episode 2, but um, I'm still getting used to using this app, and I accidentally deleted it. So if you did happen to catch the original episode 2, um, you heard me talk about the beginning of porn from my perspective. Um, from where I picked up watching it as a teenager. And so if this is your first time hearing it, um, I'm getting to, you know, some ideas and some ideas and some names um, that have influenced the porn business. So in a um, quick side note about me is that I went to school to study history. And one of the things that I learned in being a researcher is that you have to look at research from a different perspective. Um, I was lucky enough to learn from people who taught me to not look at the traditional things that we're taught to look at because you'll overlook something. And at the same time, to look at the subject as a whole, whether you agree with the idea or not. Because by looking at um, or talking about the things that you want to talk about, you do your listeners, your readers, you do everybody a disservice by not focusing on the subject as a whole. So keep that in mind um, going forward that I will talk about some things that not everybody agrees with. Um, I will talk about some things that are controversial. But you can't, I can't leave them out because they are a part of the, the, the subject. So one of the things that, you know, I've figured out is as long as there's been cameras, there's been porn, there's been sexuality. Um, I've seen pictures as early as like the late 1800s, the, um, going into the 1910s, the 1920s of people being naked and having sex you know on camera and so you know the idea that people have always pushed boundaries has always been there in one form or another um as you move into like the 1930s 40s and 50s um i haven't found so much in um, sexuality you know for public consumption and I think that's because the world was mired in so much global conflict. But as you move into the 60s, you have this push, especially in the United States, you have this push and feminism from um, women who were pushing the idea that the traditional roles of women, you know, staying at home, being in the kitchen, um, being quote unquote Susie Homemaker, um, they're getting away from that. Um, women have always been a strong part of our workforce. Um, women have always been a strong part of society and not just work, but also maintaining the home and, and helping to build, you know, societal trends. Um, 
So as you get into the 60s, you have this this idea of being free. You have this idea of, you know, women were taking off their bra and, you know, going naked. And, you know, there's the Woodstock and, the, you know, um, you know, sexual freedom. And so that pushed its way into the 70s, you know, and that laid the groundwork for porn as, um, uh, you know, for, for public consumption. So one thing that also changed... Um, because everything is evolution, right? So one of the things that also changed was how people consumed um, things in their own home. So by the time the 70s rolled around, you had what was called Betamax. Um, it was a type of video. I'm not old enough to remember Betamax. Um, I grew up in the VHS, the VCR days. So... But even still, you could watch videos. You could consume whatever you wanted in the privacy of your own home, right? And that's one thing that, you know, that this podcast is about. You know, I call it the Laptop Chronicles because, you know, you have a laptop. You can do whatever you want on your laptop and nobody will ever know. It's it's your own personal thing, right? So... You know, people are now consuming porn in their homes, um, and you know, you you have people who, and that's the thing about society is is people want to judge other folks for essentially doing the same thing. It's just some people talk about it, some people do it, some people hide behind it. And um, you know, as the as the '70s rolled around, I don't know if, if everybody's seen the movie um, Boogie Nights. But, you know, I think that gives a, a pretty good representation of what the beginnings of porn was like, right? So, you know, some names that stand out to me coming out of the 70s were um, Ron Jeremy. Um, he was very um, groundbreaking. And, you know, he had this, this guy, he had dark hair. Um, you know, in shape and, you know, very viral or very virile, I should say. And, um, you know, there was another guy in the 80s. His name was Peter North, you know, clean cut guy. Um, seemed to be, you know, all the scenes that I've watched from like the early videos of the 80s is he's in them. You know, there's there's a few other names, but, you know, I can't recall them offhand. But I have to say the most groundbreaking person in porn um, from that era has to be Vanessa Del Rio. Now, porn itself has always been a male-dominated and a white-dominated industry. So you have somebody like Vanessa Del Rio coming in. um, She's Puerto Rican. And she came in and she seemed to do whatever she wanted, right? Whatever scene she wanted to do, she was doing it. Um, I've seen, you know, she did anal, she did DP, which is double penetration for those who don't know. Um, I've even popped up on a scene where she did, um, she had sex with a transgender uh, man. 
which, no, I'm sorry, a transgender woman, I think that's the right term, um, which in itself is quote-unquote controversial because you, you know, at that time you still had um, transgender people fighting for their right to exist in our society. So not only do you have this um, woman having sex on camera, she's having sex with somebody who is, you know, living outside of the boundaries that have been set for society. And um, it's very, she's very groundbreaking in that, um, you know, if there's a porn hall of fame, she's definitely in it. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, what she did as a porn artist definitely laid the groundwork for people that we watch, you know, today, like Proxy Page and Belladonna, um, Ava Divine, um, these these porn stars who um, who push the line and do whatever they want, you know. So as you move into the 80s, um, one of my favorite stars is um, a woman named Jenny Pepper. Um, she was uh, she was she is a black woman um, and like I said again at that time it, it wasn't a lot of um, space for non-white porn stars so if you watch some of the porn of the 70s and 80s you start to see the same people because it was you know a very small well, I, well number one it was a very small industry to begin with and number two it was small amongst minorities um, but she's always been one of my favorites. Um, again, she deserves to be in the Porn Hall of Fame um, because you know what she did in having interracial sex, um, doing gangbang scenes, orgy scenes, and lesbian scenes definitely allows for people like Nikki Darling and Kyra Noir to be who they are today, right? But you know that's the thing. Everything is an evolution. So, you know, when you look at the porn from the, the 1920s, you know, the women, you know, the, the style of the day was a lot of pubic hair, you know, hairy pussies and um, things like that, um, especially in that went on into the 70s. Um, and then as you get into the 80s, um, things started to change a little bit. Um, the, the style of porn from the 70s where, you know, basically you're just watching people fucking, and, um, the, the things that were shown, um, were, were different to where, you know, you watch a, a, a cum shot from the 80s, and it's just like, oh, damn, you know, it's just a cum shot, because that's, that, that was groundbreaking, seeing the dick on screen, um, seeing somebody, you know, do the things to nowadays, you know, you watch a, a double anal scene, you know, and, and folks, like, I remember I, I was watching, uh, me me and one of my friends were, were talking about porn, and I pulled up a scene, a hardcore scene, and she was like, oh my God, I didn't know shit like this existed, and I'm like, yeah, it's out there, and it's quite frequent, and so, that's just the evolution of the business, the evolution of the art, um, and... I guess it doesn't really 
it doesn't, I'm going to say bother me, but it doesn't trip me out because, like, I grew up in, in Europe as a military kid. Um, and I can recall, like, back in the 90s, there was a game show that came on at, um, it came on at, like, 11, like, 11, 12 o'clock. And it was called Tutti Fruity. And the thing about this show was, it was kind of like, I, I want to say it was like, um, wheel of fortune but it was a little bit different i can't can't really exactly recall but i do remember that the contestants like picked cards playing cards and the the showgirls on the show they got naked so you know being an american in that society you know we're taught sex is cut and dry you don't you know i mean we're we're, we're still fighting this issue today of um, you know, viewer and, and people how and how people view sex, and so you get um, you know so so watching this show as a, as a teenager, you know, 12, 13, 14, you know, you had the American channels and you had the German channels. So you know, at eleven o'clock on the American channels, you know, we were watching um, David Letterman, you know, Jay Leno, you know, stuff like that, and then you just go one channel over. And there's some titties on the screen. And it was like, boom. It was right there. It was a game show. And these women are naked. And this is kind of mind-blowing. Um, but then again, you know, we're talking about a different society that has a different view on sexuality. And so as I've, I've grown up, you know, watching women like um, Vanessa Del Rio, Jenny Pepper, Monique, um, Charlie Angel watching them in porn and watching them do the things that they that they did it never really bothered me because it's always been there for me you know it's it's the idea and the the fact that you had these women who were artists on their in their own right and so you know I've I've always um had women friends um, who are like, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I've been in situations where, you know, being at a strip club or being at a sex club and, and I'm seeing women have sex on their terms. And, you know, my, my female friends tell me, oh yeah, you know, I went out and I fucked this guy. And then the next night I fucked that guy. And then I'm just like, I'm shaking my head, you know, in, in agreeance, like, okay, cool. You know, it's not bothering me. I'm not sitting here judging these people judging these women for living their life because they're just doing you know they're they're doing whatever they want to do and I think seeing that um in that room is kind of what got me in the mindset that I do you know I have a friend and I tell her all the time she's like hey I did this this weekend and I tell her like okay well if you're telling me asking me whether I approve or not, I'm I'm going to say, hey, my motto, if it feels good, do it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, you're, you know, why, why'd you do it, da-da-da-da, because that's not me, you know, and it's never been me, and I think porn has kind of helped shape that, seeing, you know, seeing, you know, women like Vanessa Del Rio and, and Jenny Pepper and, you know, watching them do these, these things on camera, um, as they wanted to do them. So, 
Um, thank you for tuning in. You know, um, hit me up on uh, Gmail, uh, the Laptop Chronicles at gmail.com. Um, hit me up on Twitter at the Laptop Chronicle. Um, get at me um, on, on Instagram, the underscore laptop underscore chronicles. Um, give me some, you know, some feedback on what you think. Um, some scenes on on what you know, some of your favorite scenes, some of your favorite porn stars. Um, um, you know, let me know if you want to be a guest. I can I can make that happen. Um, you know, let's let's get this thing popping. All right.